Friends, allies, and Americans, welcome to the Defense of Democracy podcast, where we tell the stories of folks who defend your children's rights by advocating for inclusive public school systems and who fight for diversity across our nation. I'm your host, Karen Swoboda. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. It is my pleasure to welcome Paige to the podcast today. Paige is one of the many teenagers who are dealing with censorship, oppression, and civil rights issues in their schools. She is an amazing person. She's doing hard work. Paige, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So Paige, tell me a little bit about you and where you're from and what's going on in your state. Well, I'm a senior at Cabrini University, um, a comm major. I'm, which, Karini's like outside Philadelphia, but I'm originally from like central PA, which is very, very different. So I've kind of seen like firsthand, like the differences of like, kind of how people uh, treat certain groups in like, like schools, like now, like that I'm in college in like a very different area. So it's kind of interesting. So, you know what, you know what I find interesting is that um, young adults have been taught to, and I guess just as human beings, we're taught to um, be polite, be kind, you know, to maybe gloss over things that are a little uncomfortable. So when you say that things are different for certain groups, can you give be a little more specific about that? Um, well, I guess like certain, there are certain like groups that are trying to like, um, kind of like maybe not talk about like gender expression in the classroom and that kind of stuff. And really that was kind of like a big no, no, at least where I'm from, like you didn't, if you don't talk about it, like it's not really like seen, but here like in more of like a liberal area, you can kind of like more be yourself. And at least like for me, like I feel like I can be more myself. Like, yeah. Right. And I mean, how does that affect someone, you know, what does that feel like to, to, to not be able to talk about gender expression, which is such a natural part of being a human being? Um, I feel like a lot of people are missing out like, on a big part of like education, probably, if you're not allowed to talk about it, or even talk about like, um, you know, like who you want to date or anything even like that, like not even talking about gender expression. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, you know, in the silencing of a community, and we're talking about the LGBTQ community, um, is, is the first step in a long line of steps toward eradicating um, the people for, for something that they can't control, and that is just a part of their identity. So for that reason, you know, I always love to have young people on this call like yourself, because it is you guys who are really going to be um, suffering and you guys who are really going to be leading and winning the fight ultimately. So talk to me about the project you're working on with your class. So for our senior capstone, like all communications, we have to take a, a class and ours this year is on Title IX. And um, within that class, we get into groups and our focus is on gender expression in the classroom and how that relates to Title IX. For the listeners, let's explain what Title IX is. Title IX is kind of like a broad law that basically just says you can't discriminate someone based on gender in the classroom. And so there's a lot of pushback against that law. Do you think it's countrywide? Do you think it's just in Pennsylvania? Where do you see these? 
Um, well, it seems countrywide when we're talking about gender expression, because our focus statement is actually about how, I don't know the exact percentage, but it was um, Florida and a couple other states are starting to ban um, talking about gender expression in classrooms and like the don't say gay bill and that kind of thing. So we're kind of focusing on more of that than the broad of Title IX. Gotcha. Okay. So um, so what else have you guys been working on? What have you been learning as you've been doing this? Well, leading up to the start of the class, we kind of just learned about everything that has to do with Title IX, like within sports and how it started. And then we kind of, our group um, kind of broke out and we've been kind of just learning about the new laws that Biden kind of wants to say they want to include gender expression in Title IX. Not sure if that's going to happen, but they're moving towards that. And we've been learning about groups like Defensive Democracy, we looked you guys up, and kind of the counterpart, like Moms for Liberty and groups like that, and how they're both kind of fighting for different things, like what that means for students. And what do you think that means for students? Um, I think there's a lot of kind of, it, it depends on like the area, because like I think, I know like Moms for Liberty, they're kind of infiltrating like school boards and kind of like demanding things at least from what I've seen and like that's not really good and I think there's some areas there's like no pushback and then there's maybe areas that are more liberal that do have pushback so I think it kind of gets like confusing because why do some schools get to kind of not talk about and some schools do just based on the area I mean one of the things that I have a real problem with is when these individuals um you know, who are sometimes not even parents in the school district um, feel that they have the authority to dictate what is taught to students. And, you know, and they're not educators and, you know, they don't have the background and they don't have the leadership, but yet they go in there and they, they infringe on the parental rights of parents like myself Um in the name of parental rights. So it's just very frustrating and kind of infuriating to be completely honest with you. Um, I have, I saw something yesterday where uh, Tiffany Justice, who is the leader of Moms for Liberty, actually put uh, a statement out about um, targeting uh, higher, higher learning areas of higher learning. And, um, and, you know, she basically said, and, and this is a direct quote, I'm reading it. Uh, the pulling back the curtain on our universities and institutions is painful but necessary. We are given an opportunity to reclaim and reform our higher education system. Let's go. So you're a college student. The college environment, how do you feel knowing that now Moms for Liberty has um, universities and colleges in the crosshairs? Very, very, and which we, I saw coming from a mile away. Um, I think that's kind of scary because, like, you shouldn't just be, like, targeting, like, certain people or some colleges are obviously different, like, based off of, like, private schools and then, like, public, like, state schools. So I think that's just, I don't know. I don't, I think there's just a problem with kind of, you think that you're, like, making the laws. Yes. You don't, yeah. Right? I mean, it's, it's, 
it's it's a little different when they're talking about you know you know your home base where you're going to school you're you under that kind of regime would you be able to take a class and discuss the topics that we're talking about right now probably not i would not. say no like <laughs> um we've even had like professors in the past not even not talking about like gender or anything or anything like that like they've gone in trouble for just saying their own opinions in class cuz you kind of have to you can't just say like your broad opinions like if it has nothing to do with your if you're teaching math like why are you talking like so I think I don't know I think I don't think it's really happening in schools I think for the most part I think they're teaching you what you need to teach and there's not this like these you know they kind of think that there's all this stuff being talked about but I don't think it is at least I haven't seen it um so, so in your classroom environment, you're in your senior year, you're doing communications. What have you, what are you learned? What, what's the big thing you've learned um, while working on this project? Um, well, kind of just broadly for communications, like our school really focuses on like kind of show, kind of learning about like injustices and like what's the solutions to some of these injustices, not just this pro- project, but like I've worked on like a lot and Cabrini kind of has like a almost like fighting for justice kind of like in their curriculum and like we have to take a lot of like classes like that and learn about people who you know are othered and that kind of stuff so like I it's become like really important to me like learning about that so it's like a good school to learn about that stuff it sounds like it it really does um you know that's I think it's a wonderful class and and what you're exploring now in communications so you have you looked at the Moms for Liberty marketing machine at all? Have you guys taken um, a look at that? Yeah, I have. I've I've even looked at them like where I'm from from Northumberland County, Pennsylvania, and like they're really big. So that's kind of how I knew about them, like for this project. And I even DM'd them kind of like just to see if they would do an interview with me. I don't think they're going to, but I can tell you what they said in the in the DM yeah. if you want. What they I'll, say. I'll pull it up. Cause I kind of, I just didn't even say like my opinion or anything. I was like, would you just be willing to talk about, you know, your, um, your group and just about it? Nothing like too crazy. And I said, they, this is what they said. They said, we have nothing to do with title nine. We do not want people to be discriminated against. We just don't want special rights given to special groups that ultimately put our children in danger. So that's what they said when I wanted to ask them about Title IX and gender expression in the classroom. And that's that's what they said in their, their DM. Well, that's a very crafted, you know, like watered down response. And, and you'll get that. And that's why they don't um, openly accept invitations for interviews or debates unless they have carefully vetted the individual doing it. And they are comfortable that it will be some, like a soft uh, interview where they can look great. That's my experience <laughs> and also my opinion. But um, but I think it's wonderful. You know, you're learning that you do have to get both sides of the argument. Um, you know, you have to at least invite them to engage in it. And I'm actually impressed that you got a response at all. So congratulations. <laughs> what questions do you have for me or defense of democracy and what we're doing? Um, well, I first just want to talk about like how you guys came about and like, what are your like goals like for your group? So we came about, um, myself and another mom in my community, um, 
started Defensive Democracy in upstate New York. And um, we started it because Moms for Liberty, we, we noticed that they were trying to take over our school board. And at the time, we didn't really know who they were because, and that's why I kind of asked you about your, your marketing machine uh, or the Moms for Liberty marketing machine, because it's very, very good and it's very polished. And this is what happens when you have access to a lot of money and political connections, which they do. Um, so we, we launched a grassroots awareness campaign as against who they were. We used their own words against them. We simply took screenshots from um, their their social media pages that were um, that were public, uh, and we were able to. And this was our local um, Moms for Liberty chapter. We were able to find them saying things like, "Gay marriage is about sexualizing children," and that uh, the gay agenda is destroying our country. Okay, so so. Very different from that text that you just got, okay, that DM. Uh, their, their, their followers, I mean, that was a crafted response from someone in leadership. This is just their, this is just who they are, you know, when I say that we, we took these screenshots. And we, we, um, we created a website. We put some signs together. We raised about $2,000. And with that money, we were able to do- double voter turnout in our area and pretty much crushed them. And what ended up happening from there, because we had no funds, we, it was, it was all over social media. It was all things that don't cost money. The word got out about us and we were approached by other people in other communities saying, oh my God, I thought I was the only one dealing with this. Um, Cause they have a way of being bullies and intimidating uh, their communities into being afraid to speak out. So, you know, a big part of defensive democracy's objective is to creating a community of support for families throughout the country um, to know you're not alone and to provide as much tools as we can um, to protect your children and your families from from that kind of oppression. The uh, my co-founder, Laura, is um, is a queer. She's in a same sex marriage, two little boys. Beautiful. I'm white, straight, and Christian, but I have um, seven kids. We're a blended family, and of my seven, four are, you know, members of the queer community. So it is becomes a very personal fight, and I have many friends uh, who are people of color, who are, you know, women who I respect, and I've watched for a long time what happens, you know, to, to communities of color, um, and and I've been able to I've really been focused on um, outreach to communities of color and really trying to to find ways to fold them into this fight. And and so you know I I try that every day. So it's been it's been a movement one step at a time going forward. Um. So like, what are your kind of like almost solutions like to kind of combat like not just Moms for Liberty, but just kind of people in general saying that, like, gender expression, you know, gay people, all this kind of stuff, like, doesn't belong, like, in the classroom. 
Wow, that's such a good question. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> um, so what are our solutions? So we we do we do formalize things. We make them very easy when people we're trying to get people who you know, work full time, have jobs, have families, have kids to volunteer. So we keep our volunteering down to one to two hours a week. That is the most anyone would ever be asked to volunteer. So it's not like this, this huge commitment, but because we bring together communities, everybody has a little piece of that. We have also put together, um, you know, we realized that Moms for Liberty and you know, not just them because they go by different names, but these um, extremists, anti-democratic, anti-government groups um, usually focus on three things. And they have this trifecta, patriotism, family, and spirituality. They weaponize all three of those things for use in, in their agenda at destroying our country, basically. So what we did in response to that, we formed three affiliate groups within Defense of Democracy Faith Leaders Defending Democracy, made up of religious people, um, you know, of all different denominations who can help us with messaging. And because I can't go up against, say, a pastor who says, you know, gay people should, uh, it's in the Bible, gay people should have a millstone tied around their neck and thrown into the sea. Okay. So, uh, you know, I don't know how, where that came from or what. So we have our faith leaders being able to respond to that in a very loving way and a very, in a way that really reflects their belief in, in a higher power. Then we have veterans defending democracy. And this has been one of our most successful affiliate groups. Uh, these are, these are veterans who, who recognize this as a threat to the country and they have taken an oath to, um, support our country at home and abroad. And, uh, they sign up as veterans defending democracy and they have stood shoulder to shoulder with our volunteers at protests. They have literally been spit on when they have stood there and they have given comfort and a sense of safety to our volunteers when they go out and speak. And then finally, we have students defending democracy and I would, you know, I would love to talk to you more about that because we we have students, our students defending democracy are really the answer to the family aspect of this. These are young people who are helping create content because truly they're, these extremists are not going to find young adults who are going to be like, oh my God, sign me up. I want to, you know, have my civil rights taken away. So that's something that we that we know we can mobilize a lot easier than they can. So those are the three things we use for that. What do you think like in areas that maybe don't have anyone kind of going against like Moms for Liberty? Like, like what are ways that you kind of can, if they're going to your school board, like what should you do? Like, and how can you kind of combat that? We, and, and that is a hard thing, right? Because um, they're, they're, they are everywhere and people don't realize people who, and you know, again, I'm from New York. It's a blue, everybody thinks it's a blue state, but obviously we have the issue here. People don't realize how uh, subtle they are and how quickly if, if Laura and I hadn't jumped on that fight right when we, which was six weeks before our school board election, by the way, um, we would probably have a moms for Liberty um, manned school board right now. Okay. So what we try to do, and we do it as best we can on the budget we have, which is pretty much zero. Um, we provide the tools. We encourage people to volunteer every Tuesday night 
We have a nationwide call, more than welcome to jump on and listen in, where we talk across the country about what's going on. And we have breakout sessions for people who are maybe thinking about starting a chapter. We, we have a phrase at Defense of Democracy, and that phrase is more good than bad, because there is a belief in our leadership that there are more good than bad people in this country, and that it is a, the bad people, quote unquote, to use a very short word for to describing them, the ones who want to censor and um, destroy families and destroy the Constitution and, and, and trample on our schools, um, they're louder and they're louder because they're better funded and they have political connections. Um, but there are less of them. So we are, a lot of our messaging is just be aware there are more good out there than bad. And if one good person has the courage to stand up and put their name on something and speak out, and this has happened every single time, others within the community stand up and stand at their sides and speak out. It just takes that first person. I like that uh, statement, like they're just louder. Cause I definitely like even my like own experience, like I don't know if Moms of Liberty were around when I was in high school because, like, I've been out of high school for, like, four years now. But, like, I just know, like, my dad's a teacher. And, he like, I'm from, like, a pretty Republican area. And, like, so, like, people are kind of, like, in the middle. But, like, they're even, like, these people are crazy. Like, it's – they're, like, very, like, polar opposite of not even liberal, Republican, whatever. Like, they're just kind of their own unit of, like, thing. And it's, it's very, like, sad because I know a lot of people who – are like afraid to be themselves like in high school. So it's, it's very, very sad. And what does that do? And I guess, you know, you're kind of too young to really look back and re and think about it, but what does that do to a human being who's evolving and discovering who they are and finding out that certain things are okay for them to be and certain things are not? Um, I would definitely say like, it kind of like, kind of holds you back like until you maybe go to college or go to pick where you live like I know for me like I am like gay but like I would have never been out like in my high school like I would have just never done that because you just don't want any of like the social stuff that like comes with that so yeah Paige you are such a brave voice and and you know such a well um you know a well-spoken individual. Uh, you are reminding me of someone else who I care very much about. So I'm going to do, I'm, we're going to go into the volunteer shout out. And it's my pleasure to talk about one of my favorite volunteers. Today's volunteer shout out goes to Lance. Lance is the founder of an organization called the Rainbow Youth Project. The Rainbow Youth Project is an advocacy organization that helps to support trans children in crisis. This is hard work. They deal with kids who are having severe mental health issues and dealing with emotional stress and trauma. Lance has been an absolute guide and a mentor for me and probably one of the main reasons that defensive democracy exists today. So thank you, Lance, for all the work that you have done to help defend democracy. And we're back, Paige. Welcome back. So, um, so this is this has been an emotional call for me because I look at you and you look just like one of my kids, right? You're you're the same age. You're curious about the same things, um, and I have and I have 
quite a few children and some of them are comfortable speaking out and some of them are definitely not. Um, where do you fall in your comfort level in, you know, how did it feel to reach out to Moms for Liberty knowing that they are targeting um, queer children like yourself? Um, I definitely wasn't scared just because, I mean, it was over like, like, you know, email or Facebook or whatever. I, I don't really care what they have to say. I'm also from a small town. The one I reached out to was like in my county. So everyone kind of knows everyone. So I'm, if they're going to, I'm sure they would discriminate against me or whatever. Like, I don't really care personally. So I wasn't really scared to reach out to them. Good. And, and I don't worry about kids like you. You know, I, I do worry, however, about uh, kids in, in grade school um, for exactly like what you said, because that's where there's, you know, there's a lot of bullying that goes on. And that's where I get very protective of those children. So, so what else should we talk about today? What else? I don't want to end the conversation. I'm having too much fun. Uh, we could talk more about how students could get involved if if that's what you want because I mean it's going to be shown to like college students so you kind of talk about that we could end on that yeah okay um so students defending democracy so what are we looking for we are looking for kids honestly I it is it is something that when students get involved with students defending democracy we we very much tailor it to what that kid likes to do okay so we are looking for kids who enjoy creating content for sure we are certainly looking for young adults who are comfortable um you know putting their faces out there um you know and and you know saying defending my civil rights is important to me and and expressing uh the fact that they have a voice and their voice is important um I love to talk to students who have other ways of communicating, artists, musicians, poets. Um, I think all of that is a way to express yourself and, and in, in such an, uh, an unconventional way. So we meet, the Students Defending Democracy meet once a month. Uh, to get involved, it is just a matter of sending an email to info at defensivedemocracy.org, or you can, you know, you have my contact information, Defensive Democracy is on TikTok, all these social media channels. Uh, we are going to have a meeting coming up in um, in the next few weeks. I'm not sure of the date, but I would, but we are just starting for the new year. So I would absolutely welcome anyone who would be interested in that. And so tell me what's next for you guys. What are you, what are you looking forward to and what's going on for you guys for the end of the year? I always like to end it on a, a happy note. So I'm like, okay, well, what's good coming down the pike for you kids? Well, I'm going to be graduating in December, actually. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, which is bittersweet. And what are you going, what are you going into? Well, I'm a communications student, so I'm not sure yet. A lot of things, maybe. I don't know. All right. Well, if you want a volunteer job, I have one for you. So just stay in touch then. Yes. And actually, anybody who's listening to this, we do do internships as well. Okay. That sounds great. Thank you. Um, I, so I don't know yet. I guess just wrapping it up. I'm, I play soccer. So that's that's kind of wrapping up right now. Almost the end of the season. So looking forward to that. It's an exciting Hopefully. time. Yeah. It's an exciting time. Good. Good. Well, thank you for this conversation, Paige. It has been a pleasure and I do hope to welcome you back. And I hope, you know, I hope I hear from other kids in your class. Uh, I would love to connect with anyone interested in students defending democracy. Thank you so much. This is, this has been really good and this will be really good for our project. So thank you. 
Defense of Democracy is the only national, nonpartisan, nonprofit organization dedicated to protecting our schools and libraries from attacks by anti government extremist organizations like Moms for Liberty. We count on listeners like you to support our work. If you would like to make a tax deductible donation to Defense of Democracy, please visit defenseofdemocracy.org and click support. 100% of your contribution helps our work, including the production of this podcast. If you are a business and would like to learn about corporate sponsorships of the podcast, which start at $250 per month, please contact info at defenseofdemocracy.org.